everybody, hope you're super well. My name is Heike and today's devotion is on Luke 15 called the parable of the prodigal son. And um, what is so amazing about this parable is that uh, a lot of people always think that it's, it's about the prodigal son, you know. When we read the Bible, we kind of read it like a yearbook. We go through this yearbook and you try and find yourself, you know, in, in the yearbook. You go to the back of the pages and then uh, as you get to the yearbook, you try and find your photo and, and, and your picture. And we do the same with the Bible. And usually we kind of either the hero or the most sympathetic character. And when you read this, you're probably going to go, oh my word, that's my story. Yeah, I'm the prodigal son. You know, I was lost and I lived with the pigs and uh, my life was just such a mess. And um, so you're right, it is your story, but um, that's not the point of the parable. Remember, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and, um, and the Pharisees weren't the prodigal son at all. Now, he, he talks about the, the, the way to make sense of that um, parable is to actually read the two parables um, just before that. And um, so what Jesus is doing He's, he's telling the, the Pharisees that what would you really do, you know, if you had to lose one of your sheep or if you had to lose 10% of your wealth or if you had to lose, lose 50% of your sons, you know, um, the father's sons and your wealth and this person returns, what would you do? Well, you'll celebrate. And um, of course, he says, you know, uh, heaven has even a greater party when only one sinner repents. But the reason Jesus does this, he's so clever, is because he kind of leads the Pharisees into this kind of way of thinking and then all of a sudden he turns it around because he wants to show the Pharisees what kind of person they are. They were telling Jesus, oh, so the sinners and the tax collectors were the wrong kind of people. But let me tell you what kind of person you are. Because the older brother rocks up to the father, you know, he comes to the father and he says, you know, why haven't you celebrated me? Why haven't you, you know, I, I've done everything you've always wanted to do. I was faithful, I was obedient, I kept the rules, I kept the law and everything. And, and you've never celebrated me. You've never given me the, the fattened calf to celebrate with my friends. And notice that he didn't want to celebrate anything with the father. He wanted to celebrate and, you know, be joyful with, uh, with his friends. And so, well, with, with his friends. So, so there was actually no difference between the prodigal son and the elder brother. Both were equally lost. But the younger brother repented and came back home. And that's the most important thing for us, things for us to remember as Christians is that, you know, it doesn't matter how far somebody has, has, has uh, uh, moved away from the Father, he repented and he's back. And that's the most important thing. And, and what Jesus says to them is, is that, listen, this little, the, the younger son, he actually repented and came back home. He came back to me. He wanted to be here. He wanted to be with me. You don't even realize how ruined your own heart is. You don't even see your need for mercy and grace with the father at all you don't even realize it and um so <laughs> i must say i've been the elder brother many times in my life because it's a lot easier to see the sin in other people than to see it in ourselves and often you know we we, we look at outer appearances we walk around and we look at somebody and go wow you know that guy's doing so well he's so faithful he's so obedient you know look how well he's doing you know and I'm sure the younger brother, his younger brother, hey man, you know, he's living with the pigs. He squandered all his daddy's wealth. His daddy's heart must be broken. But uh, little do we know that the younger brother has repented. And the elder brother has got such resentment and bitterness in his heart because he feels like he didn't get what he, what is owed to him. And that's what happens when we become self-righteous and we get trapped in legalism and elitism, elitism, Christian elitism, you know. We kind of think to ourselves, 
And because I'm a Christian and because I'm faithful and because I've done this and I've kept all the rules and I've done all the right things and stuff, you know, somehow God owes us something. Somehow, you know, God needs to take care of us more than what they take care of other people. And there's a way to test this. You know, there's really a way to test whether you've got elder brother syndrome. And, um, uh, you know, the way to do it is, have you ever um, sat with God and said, you know what, God, I'm faithful, I do this, I pray, I serve, I love you. But that person, he doesn't even believe in you and he earns twice as much money as I do. You know, or God, I'm sick. I um, got a bad report from the doctor. I do everything right. I love you. You know, what is that person that doesn't love you? You know, why is he, why is he healthy? And that's elder brother syndrome because at the end of the day, we don't really deserve anything. It's just by grace that we are here. It's just by grace that the father runs to us. He gives us a kiss. He gives us a robe, a righteousness, you know. He gives us a ring um, to restore our sonship and our authority and our identity. He gives us shoes to walk this journey with him. It's just grace. And we're never the, the father in the story ever. Yes, of course, you know, Jesus, that's how we should act with people. But we often, we often don't. And, um, you know, for parents out there, you know, I'm going to be a father quite soon. Um, and let me tell you, I'm going to pray that my daughter doesn't walk the journey that I, you know, the, the, the prodigal road that I did. And, you know, parents, we, we usually pray for our kids, the ones that are like the prodigal. But do we ever pray for our kids that they don't become like the older brother, the ones that, the, the compliant ones, you know, the ones that are actually harboring murder inside of their hearts. And this is so powerful because remember, when Jesus was sharing this with the Pharisees, there's only two responses. They could have either just fallen on their, on their knees and prayed to God and said, God, I'm sorry, break my heart. I'm in need of your repentance. And I realize now how blind I was by my own self-righteousness. Or the other response was, how dare you? How dare you say this to me? He has to be killed. We're going to kill you. And that's exactly what they did with Jesus. They killed him, you know. And so the parable, that's actually how the parable ends Jesus just didn't say that is that the elder brother actually killed the father and so the message really today is is that uh, you know pray pray for people that are really running away from God in far countries and squandering wealth and that are reckless and you know pray for those people but also pray for the people that you think um, are doing all the right things but their hearts are so hardened and they've got no relationship with the Father. Because there's people like that in church. They do everything that they're supposed to do and there's water everywhere but not a drop to drink. Not a single drop because they don't know the heart of the Father. With that I want to say good night. Have an incredible good day. Have an incredible um, uh, rest of your evening and day. Lots of love from Jerry Dean and I. Love you. Bye.